Welcome to Prima's 2021 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Richard Spears will discuss Settle or Try, factors to help you decide when facing a public entity lawsuit. Richard is a claims consultant. He has developed and presented insurance industry-related training sessions to a variety of client and industry groups for over 25 years. We will also be joined by Prima's education coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Appreciate you joining us today, Rick. Well, thank you. So what usually captures the media's attention with regards to details about an officer who fires a shot and the person who was shot? One of the biggest aspects in in police-related cases and also not just in police but other things, which we'll talk about in a minute, is the race of the police officer involved in the person who was shot. And this has become a very big aspect over the last couple of years. It jumps into the newspaper and the Internet right away. If the officer is a Caucasian and the shooter is an African-American, and it's not always that way, but that's the one that seems to get the most attention. And after that happens, there's sometimes more things going on in the community with the you know protests and things like that. One thing that's very important for an agency to look into is where they're at, their demographics, because in some towns and cities, the demographics will change, but sometimes the employees and the, and the police departments will have the same level of demographics as it had before. And when we had that big police shooting in Ferguson, Missouri, about a year or two ago, well, more than a year, that town was normally formed as a as pretty much a white town when it was first formed. But when that shooting occurred, when a white officer shot a black young kid, there were more African-Americans in that town, but the police department hadn't changed itself. So it's always good to be looking into that to make sure that you're, and it's not just the police department, but that your your town's employment and all that are closer to what the rest of the demographics are. In some towns, they've become populated with more Asian people, or Latino peoples, and it's not just an African-American thing, but the schools and the towns, they need to make sure they have the right people there. In addition to police cases, one of the things that happens that generates lawsuits are, say, for example, the city employment, people who work for the city, if they're not setting up more with the demographics, that hurts. Their property that's maintained by the city, if a certain neighborhood or a certain street is not taken care of as well as some other ones, some people like, you know, blame the city for doing that on purpose. And so they, they do that. And there's a lot of things going on in today's world. I mean, gosh, in, in Chicago, there's been a big argument about the statutes in the towns regarding certain people. Even somebody like, you know, they, they pulled down the statue for Christopher Columbus and other things like that. The towns and cities and the school districts, they just need to know what's going on in the town to make sure that they can respond in the right way. Are there any other aspects the media considers with regards to a police shooting? Yes. One of the biggest ones that's generating the most media contact is the number of shots fired. And especially if we're going to talk more about videos and stuff later, but if it's caught in a video by somebody who's witnessing the scene and sees the number of shots, you know, being a huge amount. And uh, there was a case here in Chicago that turned out bad a couple of years ago where an officer shot a kid who had threatened with a knife but then ran away, but it got caught on video. But he actually 
they fired 16 shots at this guy. The one officer did. And uh, another thing, again, we'll be talking about videos later, but what was real important in this case, the police, this video, the body cam, and it was a dashboard cam, was not released until almost a year after the event happened. And that generated, when, when, they, when it was released, you could hear how many shots were fired. And that generates a big problem and ended up that the officer was accused of murder and was found guilty in, of murder, and, and he's in jail right now. But there have been other cases that, you know, somebody was shot multiple times or that there are multiple shots fired. And when they're caught, when people get the idea of how much it was, that generates a lot of it. And there's some other things that are going on, not just the noise from the police shootings, but there have been other cases involved with towns and cities all over the country. Where I live, there was a big problem a year or so ago because there were several venues here that had outdoor concerts. And some of the residents who lived near there filed a lawsuit against the city because they were saying that the concert venues were too loud. And they've made a new rule now that they have to be done by 7 o'clock every night. But it was a big deal about it. And uh, there are allegations that some businesses are able to get more tax breaks as they build or do something than some of the other businesses. And that's another example. I mean, it sounds different than shots fired or things like that. But when these suits get fired, a lot of different parties will look into it and see what they can do about it. But the biggest issue, though, for this question are the number of shots that are fired. There have been a lot of cases that happened where, you know, if it's not caught on video very well, you know, there, there have been plenty where there's been a person chasing, running towards the police officer with a gun or with a knife and it gets shot multiple times. But sometimes the video doesn't show that the officers will tell what happened, but because there's no video or anything like that, or they just, you know, if somebody has multiple bullet wounds and all that, that's a big problem. So that has to be something that has to be really, really thought about when things happen. And a lot of times the officer will get filed, will have a lawsuit filed against him, you know, will have criminal charges filed against him. And I've been involved with many cases where the officer was charged with many things and about it's been about a 50-50 time where the officer was found not guilty on the other one they were found guilty. They weren't always given a, a first-degree first murder, but um, all that can generate a lot of, because of all the publicity going on around this, that's what causes these cases to really go up. That's why I have to be careful when something like that happens. Does the media and the community typically want to know more details about who the officer was or who the person was that was shot? Yes. That's another big thing that happens. And what's interesting, and it's another thing we'll talk about a little later, too, the media, and when a case goes to trial, we'll talk about that. But they are more interested in knowing about the officer involved in the shooting or than actually than the person who was shot. There's been a lot of things that have happened over the years where the person who was shot had a history of criminal things or it was or had some problems of that were there. But a lot of times the attorney for that person will not release much about his history. And we'll talk about that as we get to the cases, I mean, down to the trial area. But they always want to know who was the officer involved in the incident and whether or not he had any prior. He was either involved in prior shootings or had any complaints filed against him. And outside the police world, people who work for a city, the, the politicians, mayor, city council, or an employee of the town that ends up being doing something wrong. And, and for school districts, you know, any cases involving sexual abuse by teachers, 
or if it happened with city employees. If they want to know more details about the named defendants in the case, because then they want to know if they have prior records of inappropriate behavior. And I had a case, a school case about sexual abuse by teachers, and the teacher who was accused of this had only been working for that school district for two years, but he had been a teacher for many years. And apparently one of the reasons why he was no longer where he was priorly teaching was because he had abused some students there too. But that means the school district didn't do enough looking into the back, the history of that guy they were going to employ. And so that makes the media jump on the school district as they weren't properly hiring people for that. So that's why they want to know who was involved. And again, they want to know who was involved, who of the defendants were involved rather than the plaintiffs. And that's because they want to find other reasons that they can add to a case that, you know, either the town and the city and the school district didn't do the right thing about who they hired or they didn't look over them close enough. So it's very important that they look into this kind of thing. But the, they always are jumping right away, especially on a police shooting. They really want to know who was the officer involved in the case. And that's why they want all the details of the officer. They want all the details of the history, if he has any complaints or anything like that. You have to be very careful because then they'll they'll, uh, they'll jump higher up on that. And, of course, when the attorney gets the case, he'll find all kinds of ways to try to bring that kind of thing up. What kind of videos generate the most attention in the news and other social media? Yeah, the type of videos that actually grab the most attention these days, a lot of times are videos that are taken by people who might be just witnessing what's going on. I mean, you know, the police officers have body cams. Most of, a lot of those are, a lot of officers have those now. Sometimes they just have their dashboard video cameras. And sometimes other officers that are on the scene are taking the video of what was going on. But if there's a, anybody there just happened to be there and they take a video, that the, they give those to the media so quickly, sometimes on social media or sometimes for a, a TV news group or anything like that, they'll give it to them right away. And a lot of times those videos don't have all the details of what happened. And uh, it just shows the violent aspect, you know, the shootings or if they, uh, you know, if, if somebody gets knocked down and they and they hold them down and to the ground and things like that. And that is very important because those videos of course, they get posted on the Internet and people can see them. And uh, I always like to say when story hits the newspaper, an online newspaper, it's always good to look after the story, the comments that are put in there. And if it's a video or, or a recording of some kind, they can really generate anger within the city and the town or, or actually all over the country, too. But but these videos that are taken by the witnesses can sometimes really generate a lot of attention, even though they may not even be fully done. In addition to police-related cases, there are sometimes, you know, where a mayor and a city council, they are supposed to give a talk at some time, and sometimes their microphone is turned on and they don't realize it. And it's happened many times where the person who's about to give the talk does something very bad and it gets recorded, even though the party who said it didn't know it. And that has generated a lot of media attention when something is said. Sometimes it's just the person making a statement that he's angry about what he's going to be talking about or whatever, but it's being recorded and he didn't, and that person didn't know that it was being recorded. So, so it's not just videos, but recordings too. And to jump back to a police case, 
that generated a big issue. I, I had a police case uh, a couple of years ago where a guy, I mean, the officers had just pulled over a, a teenage boy for driving too fast, but they stopped him right outside his house. And his father came running out to say, leave my kid alone. And the officers, they had a dash cam video and it was very, the officers were handling it very well. And they kept, sir, this is just taking care of this. Just please step back and we'll, you know, we'll be done with this soon. But the guy kept getting closer and closer. He wouldn't listen to what the officers were saying. And eventually he was coming way too close. The officers tried to get him to go and he wouldn't go and they had to push him down. And this guy had actually been in prison for a while. And he had just gotten out of prison and he had a heart issue. And, and unfortunately, when he was knocked to the ground, he wasn't being held to the ground, pushed to the ground. But when he hit the ground, he actually had a heart attack and uh, he ended up dying while he was on the ground. But the officers, the video, the officers sound like they're OK. And the video shows him not you know, standing on the guy or, or pushing him down too hard or anything like that. But what happened was as they were trying to get him to get up, they were saying, sir, get up. It's all over. And uh, unfortunately, he had passed on when he was on the ground, but it was hard to tell. But one of the officers said that, oh, this guy's faking because he wants to file a lawsuit against him. And that statement right there that the officer probably didn't even know it was being recorded by the dash cam video. But because of that, the media jumped all over it saying the officer thinks he was doing this on purpose and all that. And that generated a big problem. So that's one thing, you know, city mayors, council and other the police chiefs and all that. When there's a microphone going on, they have to know if it's on, because that can really hurt them if they get in that. And, you know, the videos, that's another thing that's very important. The police departments and all that that have these videos, they need to be, during the investigation, they normally don't release the videos, but those videos sometimes need to be released as soon as possible because it really helps, gets the media's attention in a good way sometimes, because a lot of times the videos the officer's videos are more detailed and give more details of what happened. Does the judge and the jury want to know more details regarding the party's history who are involved in the case? Yes. And what's very interesting about this is that most of the time the judge wants to know more about the defendant's history than the plaintiff's history. And I don't want to just talk about police cases, but these are the ones that, that I mean, Many police cases are like this, and it's really hard to understand why that is. You know, a lot of times somebody who gets shot by the police has a, hist- a criminal history. But and if the officer had shot prior people or had any complaints that were filed against, they will always ask that during the court case. But the judge will very rarely ask about the, about the plaintiff's history because they want to say that. They don't need that information. They need the officer's information, but they don't need the the person who got shot because the judges, they often say that the past of the plaintiff had no impact on this particular incident. And that's really hard to understand, but that happens almost all the time. They only want to know about the party that was a defendant, if they had any history against them. And that's another example about not just police, but there have been towns that have been that suits have been filed against them, you know, if, if the property was not well-maintained and they'll want any history about the town, if they've had any, you know, if they had any intersections in their town that had a lot of damages caused because of their property taken care of. And they're more interested in what, why the city did it than, than other things. So you, you have to make sure, 
I mean, the, 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 in the courtroom, most of the cases, they're, they're more interested in what defendant's history is than what the plaintiff's history is. And that actually can really generate, if there's a jury involved, can really generate anger by the jury against the defendant if there's a lot of history involving in that. But there's a lot of aspects of cases that the judges will make it sound like the defendants um, had a history of making these kind of problems. I uh, I had a, uh, a school-related case a couple of years back where a, a soccer coach um, uh, allegedly allowed his senior members of the team to abuse the freshmen, and uh, they fired the coach right away. But he ended up filing a lawsuit against the school district and was able to be found not real guilty about this. But where this happened, the school where it happened, apparently was done years after years at that school district. I mean, and, and the, the abuse that was alleged was a little bit much more, sounded a lot worse than it really was. But the thing that was strange about it was the school and the school district was aware that there had things like this. And the principal of that school had been there for, I can't remember if it was 15 or 20 years, but a long time. And she had heard about this, but never took any steps to investigate the situation or whatever. And so that jumped all over the media that this particular school had had these kind of events happening at all these times and nothing was ever done to, to improve it. And that was a problem that caused the case to get into the media and the jury found the school district. They had to pay quite a bit of money, even though the original case had seven freshman kids involved and then other kids joined it from, you know, the ones that were from prior years who, who learned that this was going on. And, uh, but it ended up costing the school districts, well, the insurance company, several million dollars in, to overcome it. And, uh, that's another thing that sometimes you have to pay attention to what's going on. You have to pay attention to the venue that you're in. That particular one was a tough venue that normally is more directed towards the plaintiffs than the defendants. But all these things that we've been talking about, are some of them don't sound that big. I mean, this this alleged abuse case that I just mentioned, none of the students had to go to the hospital. None of the students missed any school days or anything like that. But even though that didn't sound all that important because it hit the media, they generated a lot of anger in the area and all that. And that case was settled outside the courtroom. It's sometimes better to uh, when you hear about these things that maybe don't sound all that important right now, but if you think about them, that it might sound important later, that may, may be wanting you to consider to try to, you know, settle the case with a mediation or whatever, and uh, I didn't want to just talk about police cases, but that was a big one uh, had a couple years ago, and an officer, a kid had been out in the street, and he was swinging his baseball bat in the middle of the street, I guess he might have hit a car or two. I don't know the details about that. But then he ran into a building, and then the officer were called, and one officer was standing outside that building. Uh, they had a dashboard hit by the bat, and then he came downstairs, and then the kid came running down after him with the baseball bat, and then the officer fired. But you couldn't see. The, the kid was still coming down the stairs, and you couldn't see him, and so he was shot and killed. And that video didn't help the, the the town that much because it looked like the guy was just firing at the guy 
they they couldn't you know verify that he was running down the stairs with the baseball bat. So that case generated protests in the town and all that. And uh, that case actually got settled for I think it was like three million dollars. And then about right after that case got resolved, just a few months after the case was resolved, there was a this young woman who was in her just actually in her late twenties. She had some mental issues, I guess. She was in her apartment with her boyfriend and. She threatened him. They had an argument. She went into the bedroom, pulled her gun, and the kid was able to get out. I shouldn't call him a kid. He was in his late 20s, too. He got out of the place. They called the police, and when the police arrived there, she locked herself in a bedroom, and she wouldn't come out. She said she would only come out if she was going to kill herself, and uh, they had to bring in a negotiator, and there were there were like four or five officers right there when this happened, and it took several hours to get her. Every time she opened the door of the apartment, she was holding the gun to her head. And anyway, she eventually was willing to open the door and walk out. And as she walked out, she had the gun towards her head, but then she kind of, and this is not caught on video, so this is what caused the problem. She kind of stumbled forward and the gun went forward and it looked like she was about ready to shoot at the officers, but then the officer shot and she was killed. And because of how what happened in all this, the town did not think that this was anything worth trying to settle because of the way that lady was acting. And uh, when we were having discussions about it, I was saying, you might want to consider this because of what happened. But they, they took it to trial. And the biggest issue that turned out in this case was that young lady was actually, she got hit by seven bullets because there were like five officers in that apartment when she pointed when it looked like she was pointing the gun at him. So when the case went to trial, everything sounded like the officers did do it. I mean, the, the state did investigate it and thought the shooting was, was justifiable and all that kind of stuff. But, but the jury found two of the officers guilty of improper because they, two of the officers shot more than one shot, I guess. But because she got hit by seven bullets, the jury found it guilty and they actually awarded the jury verdict was $7 million. And after that happened, that prior case that settled for $3 million generated some anger. You know, why was she worth more than, more than this guy was worth? And as a, it was a long, long thing, but, but yeah, it was one of those cases where you have to be careful to decide whether or not you should consider trying to sell. Not every case is you can settle and you might have to take it to trial. But it might be, it might generate some good things to just think about it. Sometimes when an offer is made on a case, the plaintiff party, and especially if it's the person who was fatally killed or whatever, they might be interested in just getting it resolved too. But, but you have to be careful because there are some things that seem not like a big deal and uh, that generate the jury's opinion or the judge's opinion. So you have to be careful. You have to really make sure that you think about all aspects of it and, uh, you know, like I said about that last case, even though the state said the shooting was justifiable, and it, technically it probably was because it looked like she was pointing the gun at the officers, but that aspect wasn't enough to get the case resolved. So you have to be careful that not everything that is decided about it, about an investigation is going to generate a uh, not guilty kind of thing. So just have to keep looking that kind of thing up. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. 
Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view upcoming Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.